Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Onside Punt. This is the Week 7 Recap Show, and this week, three big teams were put in their place. The kickers couldn't do one thing, the one thing they're paid to do, and an undrafted rookie took it to the Raiders. All that and more this week. My name is Cad, and as always, I'm joined by handsome homie. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm really well on this National Tight End Day. Yeah, you know? happy National yeah. Tight End Day. Yeah, we're not talking about butts here. We're talking about the position, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> and, they, and they've performed as well today, yeah. Yeah, I think they got a bit of a favourable showing. As I think I recall seeing last year as well, that just, you know, Kelsey's one thing, but got it, got yeah. around it, Dalton Kincaid, they they favour their TEs. Yeah, and, and the boy from the Ravens, he had a great game. So, mm. uh, old Andrews, so... Might be something in the waters, so maybe you need to announce a few more days. Maybe something for the running backs, get no, them going. I think I think any other position on the offense is, you know, every day's wide receiver day. That's true. <laughs> you know? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's always quarterback day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, homie, mate, huge week. And I think looking at the roster before we started and even in the, the preview show, I was kind of still a little bit bummed by these matchups. I wasn't exactly excited, but these games delivered hard. Oh, you got your wish. You wanted touchdowns. We got touchdowns. Yeah, we got tutties. Per- 40, 48 for the weekend so far, apparently. So, Fantastic. Yeah, a real surprise packet. And um, But we've also got some weird ones as well. Some some results that didn't go as we thought they might have. Mm, some big blowouts, which is super mm. exciting. But what we're faced with now is the two Super Bowl favorites, homie, the Eagles and the Chiefs. Just like it last year are now 6-1, the only teams that are 6-1. I've got a question for you. Do you think we repeat history, we see them again in the Super Bowl? Is it written in the stars? Is it is it scripted? Has it been finalised? Well, we've got a game tomorrow, uh, or Tuesday, as people would say. So we might have another one join the old 6-1 club mm-hmm. and be in San Fran. And uh, there might be a new kid on the block with the... With the Ravens in the AFC. So, oh, big calls early. Yeah, We're going to have to we'll discuss get, this. We'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get a review later. But, it, you know, it might be some... It's not done and dusted yet. It's too early. We've got a lot of season to play out. And we know what an injury can do to a team. So, it's week at a time here, Cad. Week at a time. Yeah, we're not even halfway through the season yet. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's getting exciting. You're starting to see some dominance. But not one team has settled into their place you know, as it as it said, you know, oh, that's exactly how the commanders will play. No idea what they're doing still. We'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> we brought the measuring stick out, Kat, and it still doesn't stack up yet. No. So, yeah, <laughs> there's a few to still work out in this season. So we might dive into some games. What do you reckon, mate? Let's do it. Let's get into it. All right, Cad. Why don't you take us back a step, though, to the start of the week? And we're looking at their Thursday, our Friday here, the feature game, Saints versus Jags. And what yeah. a game did we see? Ooh. What a game. This did not disappoint at all. And look, Jags visit the Saints in New Orleans. The Jags walked away with a 31-24 to point victory after swatting away a late effort comeback from the Saints. Let's start off with the Jags offense, homie. Rolling hot from the get-go. They they came out like it was their game to own. And it was it was a hundred it was like the funny thing is like every time they touched it, it was a score for them, right? It was mm. like it was almost too quick. They were on and off and they're like, Yep, we're done. Your turn. Your turn, Saints. Like, Giving a lot here. of room for, for Derek Carr to make make errors, which it just looks yeah. so clean on the Jags offense and you know, yeah. there's been some time putting it together. They've been in London. But this was the Jags that you and I had talked about pre-season yeah. of, of what we wanted to see, which was exciting. But you know, the thing that continues to screw with me is when we you know hear the report, the player's got a bad ankle, got a bad knee, whatever, and, and they're flagged, mm. questionable. We talked about it in the preview show. Trevor Lawrence had a bad ankle. He was day-to-day. We weren't even sure he was going to take the field. And then he rushes for 59 yards. I mean, yeah. it was like he was overdoing it yeah there were 
it's like they get a little magic juice or something, Cam, because they yeah. are, they play out of their body when it's like there's a question mark over them, don't they? It's like I've got to let everyone know. I guess it's as well because you probably want the pressure to stop from coming to you. But he let mm. everyone know I'm fine. I've got this. Yeah, and and they took an early lead. Like they it, got into huge. it. Yeah, yeah and, and like these the wheels he put on got them multiple uh, first downs and, and great efforts, but. I've got to give full credit to the Jag defensive line who didn't allow a sack this game, um, put in a huge effort to protect Trevor. But who was missing from this offense was uh, one particular wide receiver who just didn't get a look, which is our friend oh. Calvin Ridley. I th- forgot. I thought he was not playing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly thought he was benched. <laughs> like everything was going through Kirk and it was like, what's happening here? Can we... Yeah, can we check if he's on the field? Because sometimes you don't always see them if they're not getting the ball. I thought he was done and dusted, but he was there, just not, just it's hanging not out. Not an option this game. Just which watching. Was, yeah, which was interesting because he's been such a successful weapon for him. But they didn't need him, and and it was very great play by the Jags' offense. Digging into the Saints game, another slow start for the Saints. Early in the game, couldn't catch a thing. Carr was passing poorly. Some under, some over. They just couldn't establish a rhythm, and, and, and it's just what is missing. Their punter didn't look like he was going to stay on the team by halftime as well. Oh, no, no, sorry, their field goal kicker. I was going to say, Lou Headley was fine. Yeah, no, no, Headley was great. He was holding yeah. the, the field goals yeah. himself, but he missed yeah. his third kick in a row on the Saints' first offensive attempt, and it just set the tone for the rest of the day. Oh, it's been a real trend this weekend, and it's like they need to. We've had doinks, we've had everything this weekend, <laughs> but it's like they got to hit some goals. That you are out there for. That is your job. Have you said in the preview? It's like in the intro, we're they got to hit them, and they didn't, and they left the gate open, and it could have been costly, Kat. Yeah, hugely, and, and it was for some teams, at least in setting the rhythm of the game. Um, the Saints, you know, they continued on. They meandered for about three quarters, and then, boom, oh, 15 hit, points in the fourth turbo. quarter. Hit yeah. turbo, didn't they? They, they sped was... up the offense. It was so quick. It was efficient. Kamara was pushing it. Like Alave was getting it. Michael Thomas made a, a ridiculous touchdown uh, reception, which just didn't look like it should ever have been caught. And it was like, all right, maybe the Saints' offense needs to move the ball quickly because it it works for them. Yeah, and there was this, there was a level of intensity that Carl was bringing during that period too, wasn't it? It's like they were still fumbling, but they were he just was driving them for yeah, success. It did it, and, it did literally feel like he was pushing from the back. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it got exciting too. I was I was holding on. This game was great. And should should we take him to the? Should <laughs> to we the take ending. him to the? Oh, because it is a brutal one here. All right, let's do it. There's a flashback to um, the Bengals of previous years here when uh, we end the game with a um, – what position was he? Tight end, I think he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moreau. Hands, Moreau. Hands, heading hands, consoled by his teammates, which is a bit, a bit different to the Bengals scenario. But, uh, yeah. Let uh, open oh. reception slip right through his fingers. I- I don't know how to describe it. It's basically maybe give yourself the whole field, whole end zone to yourself and fumble the ball. That's <laughs> like, there's no one around you. It's all, and didn't he want to dig a hole to climb into? You could see it in the oh. pool boy's face. He was like, can you just bury me? There was still another play to happen, but I don't think he saw it happen. Like they still had another chance. Good, good, good defending. Stop the play. They're off the field. And oof. He needs to relive that moment for a long time, Cad, because that was Absolutely. brutal. Brutal for Moreau. Uh, but, you know, if you look at the game in a whole, he shouldn't have to be put in that position. He's nowhere near their star wide receiver. Yes, he was open and he should have made the catch for sure because he was wide open. But the Saints shouldn't be making a fourth quarter effort here. It's the same issues we saw with them last week. They went 0-3 in the end zone the week before. The receivers and car just not on the same page here. And, and with how tight this division is, homie, you, they yeah. really need to fix things quick. Otherwise, it's getting away from them. Yeah, I think in in essence, they just don't put a full game together and it costs them every time. It's like, the you know, the, uh, the NFC South now is like, it's so, it's on, a, on the tip, isn't it? We're, we'll talk <laughs> about the next game as well that we brought up, but um, I'll probably... Actually, let's just roll into let's it. Let's dive they, into they, it, yeah. Yeah, because they probably coexist here. So we had the Bucks and the Falcons. So again, so we've got an opportunity for someone to take the reins here in in the in the South. And 
none of them wanted to win this game either. <laughs> we had a genuine grind out. So Atlanta Falcons, they ended up winning 16-13 to 13 over the Bucks, But Ritter didn't want to win this game either. He had multiple opportunities. The Bijan didn't play more than one play, which was kind of weird. Yeah, was uh, there an injury there? Because I saw the stats flash up. It was like Corridell Patterson got a run. Tyler Algier got a good run. But nothing from Bijan. It was one play, and then they've quoted illness, no injury. So Interesting. Okay. He, just, he might have had a headache. He just was not feeling well. So <laughs> not on today. Chuck yeah, but he was still, he still stood on the sideline for the whole game, which is odd if you got an illness. You're like, you think mm. you'd be getting, getting away from the other players. But, In the bathroom uh, or something. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he played one play, and that was it. Uh, but it was, a, it was a fumbly game. Again, both had their opportunities. I'm going to give... Play of the day to the, in this game as well, Cad. Uh, mm. The young, um, there's actually a couple of good moments here, but Anton Whitfield Jr. So Ritter is uh, just running casually for a touchdown, and old Anton just knocks it straight out of his hands as oh, he just, crosses just the line. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, which would have won the would have just easily won the game for the Falcons, but no, nah, that's not the case. So then, <laughs> so instead of being a two score game, they they're leading by. It evens it like it becomes a field goal game, and then up steps your boy, Koo. Young home, yeah. He's clutch. He's clutch as. That's a kicker that doesn't need to worry. He's fine. Young home, one best in the game. Love him. Yeah, but basically, this this NFC South, neither no team wants to put themselves as the leader of this group. There's so many questions to be answered. Saints probably put up the best performance of the weekend, but they lost. Uh, yeah. Baker, he had moments to win it for the Bucks. Didn't take him. Intercepts. Gave it up. At least what a game he's given up. The Falcons could barely win it. They cho- They got lucky again, and their kicker keeps doing it for them. But I don't know. This NFC South had so many questions to be answered. <laughs> Lots of questions. So many And it questions. feels like we're not going to get any answers until about week 14, week 15. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out in the playoffs. We'll find out in the playoffs. All right, moving on to our next game to cover. Going Patriots-Bills here, homie. Well, well, well. Said oh, it talk last about week. question marks. Yeah, talk talking about, about question marks. <laughs> last week, we said the Bills needed to take advantage of this Patriots team Prove to us that they can get themselves together, put on an easy, decisive victory mm. to inspire mm. hope in their team again, and then what do they do but lose 29-25? to 25. The Patriots, this is their second win of the season. What is happening? Oh, well, firstly, let's talk about the Bills. We give them an excuse against the Jags in London because they've mm-hmm. got Jet lag going over. Sure. Yeah. We give them an excuse on the way back against the New York Giants because they've got jet lag on the way back. And then they come up against the Patriots who cannot score and they put 29 on them. Yeah. yeah 29. Oh, and to give Bill Belichick his 300th NFL victory. Congratulations. Mm. <laughs> oh, they have so many issues. They scrambled to get back even, even with them and then just let them come back over the top and win the game. It's Well, they, they start yeah. off with Josh Allen throwing an interception on his first play. Yeah, it's like, not That not is good. not it. And, and like they talk about a lot and what the media are asking the coaches and players today was their habit and consistent slow starts. And, you know, as Josh said, if you start by throwing an intercept, you're not putting things in the right, in the right tread. Now, like, you know, they went all day, they trailed, and then they put back-to-back touchdown drives on, which sounds impressive, but one was a very impressive movement from Diggs. That wouldn't have been a touchdown unless Diggs had sold that escape. And the other one was a sneak, I think, ran in by Josh himself, but they weren't playing well. He nearly gave up an intercept to play before while being sacked. So one of those rookie decisions that when you're already going down and you throw the ball wildly up in the air, hoping no one else catches it, they just weren't breaking down, and then the last play of the game ends in a fumble. It was just dire for the Bills. Yeah, and it's like, again, slow start. I think they shut them out for the first half even again. I think it was maybe three points till halftime. Mm-hmm. have to double-check that. But they're just not getting... We know they've got troubles injury-wise, but they've got to, like we, they've got to win these like well. Like, yeah. these are st- these are, they're not playing... 
top teams here. The Bengals or they're not playing yeah. like a classic rivalries or anything. Like, or even yeah. the Jags where like, you know, initially you'd be like, well, this might be tight, but the Bills should eke through. Mm. It's the Pats. Yeah, We're now and two I and did, five. <laughs> I, just think, I just think to myself, Bill Belichick might have had a little bit of play in this one. He might have um, gone to the old notebook because they... They pressed him. They pressed him hard. And um, I think Bill might have known exactly what was coming his way. And I think they took full advantage of it. Yeah. The Bills I, I get, look lost. The, the Pats did well to get this victory. You have to give them the credit here. It was hard for defense, keep the pressure on. And as you said, I think Bill ate something out here. I even saw a little scowl from Bill, which is his version of a smile when they, when they <laughs> won. So good it was very, very good. <laughs> um, he's going to be so happy tonight. So yeah, he's going to be grumbling all night. He'll be stoked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was looking for answers into, you know, trying to figure out what is up with this Bills team and, you know, trying to give this to the listeners and see if we can figure out some inkling. And I watched the, the post-game interviews and Sean mm. McDermott, coach of the Bills, you know, he put a lot of the reason to the loss on himself, did highlight their issues finishing in the end zone. Um, but what was consistent throughout his entire post-game interview is that they are fully aware that something isn't right, but they have no clue what that is. I got I, li- I also listened to the post-match press conference and you could really sense they did not have a common narrative to what, what direction they need to get. There, there's okay. no PR person out there who's saying, uh, yeah, you should tell someone you have no idea what's wrong, but you know something's yeah. wrong. Yeah, it was like the scramble, like the, post, like the post-game scramble to get ready for the media must have been real nerve-wracking as they just got to be out, go out there vulnerable. They threw out all their prepared points, but like, yeah, easy yeah. victory, we were back to it. Oh, wait, no, we yeah, can't use those. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, great escape, we've done it again. But they didn't, <laughs> they did not get to play that out and they looked, re- it, they just look lost, this team, I yeah. think. I think they've got to hope for some players to come back, which might change, but they're not coming back as well because they're season injured, most yeah. of them. But I think they've got to learn to win without their best players. So Well, you know what? It takes us back to Josh Allen's comments at the start of the season. We're not looking to win a Super Bowl. So keep that in mind, everyone. The and the Madden is, curse. Keep that yeah. in mind too because things aren't going <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah, at least they, can, they might be able to grab the underdog tag for the rest of the season now. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing going for them. Last thing on this one, homie. I did see in the headlines that Bill Belichick has signed a large multi-year deal with the Patriots that happened in the off-season that was kind of more hushed up. So it is unlikely he will be fired or anything will happen this year. Obviously, this uh, game dispels a lot of those narratives. So keep that in mind next time we're reviewing the coaching carousel. All right. We'll put him on. We'll take him off. We'll take him (laughs) off for now. All right. Let's get past this pessimistic stuff and let's move on to the, what I reckon was the game of the week. Oh, game of Sunday. Our Monday. It's hard to describe, isn't it? Yeah. Let's go. It's a week. Yeah. What a surprise too. Colts, Cowboys. Uh, Colts and Browns. That would have been a surprise going... if it was Colts, Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, yes, Colts, Browns. Box buster. How about we go Colts, Browns, eh? Yes. Yeah, what... <laughs> what a game. 39 to 38. Yeah, These were the touchdowns we were asking yeah. for. <laughs> and that was Cleveland Browns beating the Colts. And what a game. Minshaw turned back up for us. He was yep. inspirational again. He was great. And everyone who saw this game... Deserved to take the rest of the day off because it was wild. Like it was, you needed to have a little break after this one because you did not know. I think we had four or five lead changes in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quarterback change as well. We had a um, we had a rundown of the kicker mm-hmm. by Miles Garrett. Also, check it out by the way. It, it it wasn't even a rundown. I think you're not doing it justice there, homie. As you know. He hurdles the offensive line. <laughs> like, I knew you could describe it better for me. As a six foot five, probably 120 kilo man, leaps over an leaps offensive line. Like a graceful yeah. gazelle. Just yeah. <laughs> it is, it, could you imagine how scary that would have been? Like that visual <laughs> of that man. Like, check it out. It's unbelievable. Um, and then we, we it runs down to a last quarter, <laughs> which was messy as the game looked to be done as. Uh, so oh, a little background here. So Watson started the game. Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. went to the blue tent. Passed concussion test, but they didn't put him back out there. Yeah, I did read mm. this. And he's mm. just sitting on the bench watching. Did they think PJ just had a better shot of getting it done? 
I did watch the coach. He said, no, we're fully supporting Watson. He'll be back next week. I just didn't want to risk him. I'm thinking mm. you don't want to risk him in a game that you needed to win, but okay, let's. That, very that's very sus calls yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's a little side story. Let's not get too wrapped up in it because we want to go to the last of the plays here. So PJ Walker looks to have lost the game as he as a as he fumbles the ball, but there's a flag in the air. Yeah, that's what we want. Uh, Keep you guessing, ba- Baker Junior. Got some flags real late. Gave them the opportunity. And then on fourth and one. Yes, they left it to fourth and one. Uh, Hunt crosses for the Dream Hunt. Yeah, what a game. Winning the game for them. My Lord. It was jam-packed. Not anything I expected with Cleveland Browns coming up against the Colts. They were so... Quarterbacks in loop. So much happening in this game. It is well worth a full watch. It is... It was great. And, uh... Well done to both teams. I reckon they should be commended for putting this game up because it was not a score that I was expecting walking in and it was a great one to, to hang our heads on on Sunday. So, beautiful, beautiful game. All right, homie. Taking it down. Two Alabama quarterbacks went head-to-head today in the Eagles versus Dolphins matchup. Tua and the Dolphins went down 31-17 to in their loss to the Eagles. Seemingly personal game for Hertz. Are you aware of the the history between the two of them? Between two yeah. and Hertz? No, I wasn't across this at all. No, I know there's so, a narrative, but I didn't know it. In college, they were in Alabama, part of the Crimson Tide, and the coach, Nick Saban, benched Hertz, his starting quarterback, who had led the Crimson Tide in two national title games. He benched him at the half and replaced him with Tua. Ooh. who then went on and threw three touchdown passes and gave that team their fifth national championship. So there's a little little chips on the shoulder there for having Ooh, to... Who's I really like on top it. at the end of the day? Oh, this could have been a revenge game. We've <laughs> <laughs> been waiting for you to get an opportunity back for that one. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even pick up the narrative before when we were previewing the game, but there is something a little bit personal there, and thanks for Dad for the tip-off. But uh, this was a 5-1 and one matchup. That we've been waiting for, and as mm. you said, it was the yardstick to measure up the Dolphins. Yes, and by the gasp, you can tell that they did not measure up. Cad, it was, it was a bit, of, it was a bit of Philly of old, though. They, mm-hmm. they did put it out. They knew that they knew it was. They might have needed an important game as well because they showed up today, and the Dolphins just didn't look like they had that edge to tip over a top team today. I want to talk about that edge, though, homie. Like, I was looking back at the teams they've beaten, and they're not exactly strong teams, right? So 5-1 no. and one before this game. They have beaten the Giants, the Panthers, the Pats, the Broncos, and the Chargers. The only other game they lost was the Bills, and they were good back then. Yep. <laughs> Two weeks ago. <laughs> Two weeks ago. <laughs> before they turned. Before they turned. But, yeah. you know, in like... Of they didn't have this edge because they had to work really, really hard and, and, you know, you couldn't put 70 or 50 points up on the Eagles this game. I didn't think they played poorly. Like, I wouldn't say that at all, but they didn't come up in big opportunities. Two or through a really costly intercept and it just really starts to unravel from them, for them. I think we're, and there's a little bit of a, there's a massive drop by, Torek Hill as well, mm. who, who basically was over the line and fumbled. It looked like he was getting ready to celebrate, and it was quite comical actually. Even he had a giggle. But he did have a giggle because he, he kicked like a grubber, like you would in the last set of an NRL game. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think this is where you've got a team that has played big matches mm. with a team that's yet to learn how to play big matches, and I think I think Miami's a better for the run, even though they lost. But it's like, they'll learn from this, I think. It's like, they'll learn what it's like to be in a pressure game with a big team who gets up for that game as well. And mm-hmm. and they'll just hopefully learn from it. And it, this will be some, a rivalry that we see for many years. So Yeah, I actually, I really think you're right there. And, you know, thank God this came early in the season for the Dolphins, if they have any hope yep. of pushing through in the playoffs. You know, they did get some big defensive stops, but... They're always held back by, as you know, the unbeatable mm. tush push 
on fourth yeah. and one. Um, good and good if, effort for trying something new, though. They did. Uh, <laughs> I've been waiting for someone to try something. They did try a little bit of a variation. Kid, you know, could you describe Holmi uh, just for people who don't know what the tush push is from the Eagles? Oh, I, I would I would say it's more like a rugby union um, scrum when you're trying to you ruck a mall where you're trying to push them into the end zone. It becomes like that where they all basically... They've got like a yard to cover. Like it's only yeah, used when you've yeah, got a very, tiny, very short distance. Yeah, and, they, and the quarterback just lines up behind his offensive, but then he gets pushed by more players that come into it, like that ruck a mall. So it's just driving. It's unstoppable in my opinion. Yeah, well, like, that's what the uh, league is saying. Some people have asked if it could be banned because no team has yet to stop this tush push. Uh, it's just they do it better than everyone else and I, it wins in the big moments. I did note in like our really early ones, it's like surely someone's going to learn how to defend it. And I thought someone's going to come up with a formula, but I, I started to think it's not, it's undefendable. But yeah, it might not be possible. And as, that, we've talked about it today. You know, if you commit all your men to, to defend against this play, what's to stop them pulling out of it and running yeah. into defenseless ground? So... It's a tough one. Um, look, Dolphins well, should move on from pretty quickly, but they gave away 90 yards and penalties. That's just a big error that they aren't allowed to do. And I think they haven't even... I don't know what penalties they've given away in the last few weeks, but it just hasn't been a problem for them quite clearly. Um, going down against the Bills, they were playing well at the time. You know, I'm interested to see what the next Dolphins fix-up is. I believe they've got the Chiefs in two weeks, then the Bills again and then a Jets defense to come up against. So good warning game, homie. Let's see how they yeah, go. Yeah, I think it's a good one. And it's good to see the Philly of old back as well. What green were they in, Cad? What Kelly green, green. In the Kelly green uniforms. Not too bad. Looked pretty good, but they were the team of old. They looked a lot more a lot more structured, a lot more crisp than Yeah, definitely before. looked like the later end of last season, which was good yeah. to see. And, well, they've got a matchup with the Chiefs coming up soon, and that's the yardstick we're going to be using for them, I'm sure. Yep, and big Jordan Mailata cleaning out some boys today. Looked yeah, real that's good. the Aussie fella. That's what yeah. we like to see. All right, homie, that's it for the big ones. Let's uh, jump into the rest of the games right now. All right, Cad, let's get into the leftovers they're not leftovers. They're just they're not the main ones here, but we've got some good games for you to cover. I'm going to start you off with the Bears versus Raiders. Upset? Mm, yeah, we could mm, say it's an upset. I would say it's yeah. an upset, yeah. Yeah. Chicago, well, the scoreline itself is Chicago Bears 30 to Las Vegas 12. Mm. Mm. And we saw a rookie quarterback at the helm for the for the Bears, Tyson Bajan. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but he's old man. World champion uh, arm wrestler. I did see this actually yeah, yeah, <laughs> on the yeah, gram. Yeah, there's something in that family, but you know he did his post game interview with his hat slightly to the side, which I think mm. just lost all respect for him instantly in my eyes. But he played very well. Yeah, and it was a battle of the quarterbacks. So our boy Jimmy Garoppolo didn't get up for this game at all. Um, so that left us with Brian Hoyer again. The old and man. And we should have changed knowing that because he has not won a game in 13 starts. So <laughs> I did see, so, I think Aiden O'Connell quickly took to the field not too long afterwards. Is that right? Yeah, he had a little, little late, but it was like not much. I think he's not, I think he's underdone at the moment. He's not quite there, but uh, that was sort of, that was the tail of the tapes there. So Tyson Bajan, he was throwing, he was only throwing one to two yards, but he was getting in their hands without any errors. So, and Deontay Foreman, the old veteran, he had a he had a day out, 130 yards of scrimmage, Ooh. two rushing TDs and a receiving TD. So Deontay, yep. So a little surprise there. The Bears might be better without Justin, uh, but there's one for you. And the Raiders don't back him if <laughs> if uh, Jimmy if anyone's in really. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. quarterback they have to sign for you to back yeah. them right now. Sorry, They're Raiders even, fans. All right. Uh, and it's also ugly when they lose, just so you yeah. know. <laughs> oh, okay, as, as well as winning. Good, yeah, good yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. Giants versus Commanders. The Giants claimed the victory they were yearning for last week against the Commanders, 14-7. to 7. 
led by the defense. The Giants shut down the commander's offense and QB, Sam Howell. Our favorite boy, homie, Sexy Dexy, led this oh, defense. Oh, good game. He had a good game. Sacking Sam Howell twice. And then Sam copped an extra four other sacks on top of that throughout the game. i got to say, good effort from uh, Tyrod Taylor, the quarterback for the Giants, or backup quarterback for the Giants again today. Threw for 279 yards and two tutties. And there's this broken offensive line he's throwing behind, homie. I didn't realize they've had six different combinations of an offensive line in the past seven games. Just, you know, stressfully signing a player and throwing Mm. them in and hoping it works. But, you know, they got it done. Uh, Obviously, Commander struggled under pressure. Hal had a 50% completion rate, which was very disappointing for your boy there. Well, I don't think it... The poor... They're going to protect him. He's, he's the most sacked quarterback in the game right now. <laughs> he, he He's on the ground half the time as well. So it's uh, I think he needs a bit of support. Um, I'll probably leave my quote to Jonathan Allen after the game here. He was he just basically went on a rant. It goes like this. Bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> Get better, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> we lacked focus. We lacked Discipline, yep. we lacked everything, and it was a good rant. Good, well worth a look. Rod Rivera at one point, he was getting up the official. He looked like he was about to kill him and like bury oh, him yeah. under the fifty yard line. Like I, don't, yeah. I looked up trying to see what that was all you know said or anything like that, but no one's uh, reporting on that currently, especially Commanders camp. Yeah. No. I've got to say, like Commanders hobby though, very tricky to gauge at the moment, which you've said. Three weeks ago, they took on the Eagles, took them to overtime, and lost by three points. 34-31. Two mm-hmm. weeks ago, they lost to the Bears 40-20. And one week ago, they beat the Falcons 24-6. Make yeah. up your mind, Commanders. I think, be good. Might, be I think they might be a team that can't beat teams worse than them, but will beat teams that are better than them. Like <laughs> they might be that formula. And it's like, they are definitely in the I can't trust category. They yep. are all over. And they had their chance to win this game, Cad, or at least tie it up. And yep. they didn't hit it. Well, they've got a matchup with the Eagles next week, homie. You know, as I said, they they took it to overtime and lost by a field goal last time. Right now, do you think they get obliterated, go neck and neck again, or they somehow possibly win this game based on your new theory? Oh, it's early. It's early. Uh, Now they get wiped. You get wiped? Okay, you're calling yeah. justice to be served? All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Eagles I saw today, they'll wipe the commanders I saw today. So. <laughs> All right, no worries. Well, let's move it on. Yeah, let's move it on. And I'll go straight straight off the bat here, Cad. Um, Ravens versus Lions. Mm. Have the Ravens, in your opinion, solved the red zone issue that you were worried about? For now, they certainly have. And I've got to say, like this is, this is the Ravens that people say, oh, okay, they can be a pro-season victory team. couple yeah. things there. They barely – this is like a one-shot game, so I need to see it at least twice to be thinking. Oh, you're not giving them any grand, I'm not giving you? them any because the problem is with the Ravens is one injury folds this whole team. Well, in my I'll opinion, be, and I picked an enemy for some reason this season. I've picked it in the Ravens. Mm, they I'll struggled, struggled to beat the Titans. And full credit to them, everything worked perfectly today. They dominated, and I'll never oh. take that away from them. I'm happy to celebrate this massive showing of offense, even though we, I didn't watch the game because I saw the score at halftime, and I thought <laughs> that's enough. I'll just watch the, the replay. But well, let's. Let's give the people the score, Cad, because they're yeah. holding on here. They don't I'll know start... the suspense. <laughs> no, 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 they know what's coming. I'll give you Dan Campbell's quote that'll warm you up to the scoreline. <laughs> we got smashed. smashed. Yeah. Ravens 38, Detroit Lions 6 after a much-hyped game here. Oh, Pretty I disappointing. Want, I wanted the battle, but also this is still very, very interesting to see nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, he put up uh, probably an MVP performance today. He was, like you said, they nothing went wrong for them today. They started hot, they stayed hot, and they kept going. It really didn't give the Detroit Lions an inch. Um, Mark Andrews had a great game. 
Zay Flowers is blossoming. <laughs> like that one. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done. Oh, I can't laugh at my own joke. That's rude, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> so it's a Ravens day and they did well. Um, I think I think I read something that they had 16 first downs or something before the Lions had one. Yeah, it was is incredible. Accurate? I don't know if that was completely right, but they, they didn't really let the Lions on the field. So, um, And I... You really saw for the first time Lamar Jackson understanding the balance between throw and run. Like today was the day, and he he looks a lot more dangerous when he gets that right too. So, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then that's that's the MVP, Lamar Jackson. That's the one you want to see every week. And look, full credit to him. Um, I'm not even sure who they've got next up in the roster, but if they can, if they've turned a corner here, then yeah, get ready because they're a dangerous team like this. And then for the other side of the fence, I'm going to let Detroit Lion off off the off the hook here. It's just when you get walloped like this, it's probably a better thing than just losing in a tight one because you can just wipe it away and get going. And I think by the after game interviews, I think they're just going to put this one to the side, maybe review some tape, and then but get going as quickly back on their back on their trajectory. So we'll let yeah. them off here. They have that team mentality that, like, you don't want to verse them after a really bad beat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoever's got them next, you would not be happy because they're coming back hard. That's interesting. We'll have to keep that in mind. All right, moving on to the Battle of the Birds. The Seahawks took care of business at home, beating the Cardinals 20-10 to 10 here. Not much. I've got a note here, homie. The Seahawks offense ran pretty efficiently, even without DK Metcalf. Got to see our boy Bobo, as we requested, get his second touchdown. Oh, oh and Bobo. what a touchdown. And what, what a, a touchdown. touchdown. Absolutely. Oh, so good. And Jackson Smith and Ajigba, the rookie as well, take another one. Kenneth Walker had his standout performance of the season, over 100 yards. And look, the, the defense made it very, very hard for the Cardinals. They deflected eight passes and gave away a couple of sacks. There's not much to say about the Cardinals. I've got to say Dobbs threw for under 150 yards and he rushed the single touchdown himself. So I think that was it was it, really. It was an impressive touchdown though. Like yes. They, they had good energy. Give them that. They had good energy. In the good job, the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. You continue to tank and give good energy. I like it. But uh, I was a bit worried when DK Metcalf went out late inactive, but those rookies, they stepped it up and it was, a, it was quite quite a good game. That's what the Bills were meant to do to the Patriots. Yeah, they didn't do it. And they didn't do it. Just <laughs> anyway. reminding everyone. <laughs> Just in case you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next one, are we? Moving on to the Rams versus Steelers. This was a interesting game. Very interesting game. So we saw the Steelers team that we thought we we're going to see in 2023. And, yes. But it came off the back of a TJ Watt forced turnover and... They got on the charge and brought it, brought it all the way home That's in it. a twenty-four to seventeen victory. Not without some controversy late here, Cad. Though, did you pick up the end of the game here? No, please tell me. On a fourth and one, with Pittsburgh with the ball in their hand, they look to have been short, but without a timeout from or challenge from the oh, Rams. Oh, they could have caught go. I did, go. I did go. see this because the look on Sean McVay's oh. face was helpless. <laughs> and he was helpless as they <laughs> lost the opportunity. As to they watched the, the clock run down, mm. no challenge. It, yes, it was certainly short. But clock management, that's something you've got to be careful of. You've got to be careful of your game management and your review calls. But they're probably not blaming the ref because they've got another person to worry about, and that's Brett Mayhas. I, mm. I don't know if I got that last name right. Not sure at all, but that's their field goal kicker. He went a doink. He went a missed <laughs> conversion. And he also missed another field goal. So it, none of that would have happened if he'd taken those opportunities. And if my math is right, that is roughly seven points. Um, that yeah. is a tough. It's a tough week for kickers, and I I, I don't know what's going to happen. The kicking carousel might start off on me because <laughs> there might be about seven on the market tomorrow morning. Yeah, there's only one that's getting a payday at the moment. That's young the boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Falcons all the way home. <laughs> all right, moving on. Chiefs versus Chargers, homie. In what feels like a reoccurring fever dream. 
The Chargers fell to the Chiefs 31-17. Chiefs were in control the whole game, finished with four passing touchdowns and, of course, highlighted Travis Kelsey on National Tight End Day, finishing with 179 yards and a tutty. Justin Herbert and the Chargers again could not find the right gear today after a competitive start. Let it all slip away and a few more mistakes we saw from Herbert further compounding this narrative that uh, he's been overrated all this time. What are you? What are your thoughts on this, mate? Oh, I just, I, I don't. I'll put this on Herbert. I've put it on the Chiefs' defense. They were awesome again. Like they are, they're holding any team to below twenty at the moment and looking, looking damn good when they do it. They do mm-hmm. not. They do not look like they get out of second gear at the moment. But they are all class. And um, just check out your notes, Cad. You forgot. I think you forgot to tell the people something about the game. What about it? She was there, mate. You got to tell no, me. No, I perfectly it, left that out, homie. No, no, it's a it's a requirement as no, to the there coverage. Is, there's there. no swift notification that I need to bring. She was there, everyone. She was there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, I she, think it was Al Michaels who went on the Tonight Show and he said, "I'm not doing entertainment tonight." Like this is. Oh, <laughs> when the game starts with them announcing now yeah. that she's there, like that. Yeah, it just says, "By the way, guys." She's here. She's here, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, on tight end day, you couldn't ask for more. He was... Uh, it was even I, actually... I attempted so strongly to not bring this up. <laughs> oh, no. It's more a reflection of, like, Kelsey at the moment. Like, are they... He actually... He performs better when she's there, statistically. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... And also that touchdown pass he got today, like he was in no position to get that ball. No, but he, and Mahomes he just still had to threw it to him. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, is this? Is, are they trolling us at the moment? Like, is oh, it just? There was there was nothing more disgusting on the entire broadcast than watching that twenty to thirty second handshake dance routine between Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift <laughs> with Jackson Mahomes in the background. <laughs> it is it is very distracting for the Chiefs at the moment because we are not looking at them. They, they're going really nicely, but you walk out of the game not knowing what you've watched. So, <laughs> so for those who didn't know, their defense is killing it at the moment, and that's pretty much squashing any team against them at the moment. I was going to use my time and not talk about uh, anyone off the field. I was going to talk about McCall Hardman's return, homie. <laughs> not nah. this pop star we care about. McCall Harvard, got to note it, just came onto the team, rejoining the Chiefs after he left for a year. And uh, instantly set his mark with a giant return and a few receptions. So very cool to see the Chiefs just slot in a new player so always quickly. Do it always so do well. It. <laughs> they do it so well. They're the best at it. They know how to fill a gap and they always get quality in it. So well done, Chiefs. All right. Let's take you to the last game of this week that has been completed. I've got the Broncos versus the Packers. And the Packers did not start this game. They missed it by a quarter and a half, I think, by my <laughs> calculations. And it showed. The slow start allowed Russell Wilson and um, Cortland Sutton, is, I hope I yep, pronounced Colton that right. Sutton. Yeah, they're going... They're starting a real nice connection, those two. Um, had a great game. The slow start by the Green Bay allowed Broncos to get a, to get a scoring head start. And from there... They just blitzed love for the rest of the game. Uh, 46.9% of the snaps they blitzed him on and wow. they just kept taking it to them. And the slow starts keep punishing. They keep punishing the Packers and they did have a chance to win it and you might be able to describe the crazy touchdown that they got. Oh, yeah. So this one to, to Dobbs, which was two Dobbs, a pass to Dobbs, he then kind of catches it, but then flicks it up in the air, dropping mm. the ball, and then it's caught by another player who I can't remember the name of in the most ridiculous touchdown I've ever seen. He almost <laughs> passed it to him like a little netball touch. Yeah. I thought it was a falcon at first. I thought it'd come off the helmet. Like yeah. it was just it was a bullet, and it's just like ricochet into the hands and we're we're away. Gave the chance for the Packers to win it, but um little did they know it was just it was just a taste, <laughs> a little treat before they went down with a field goal to the Broncos. Disappointed here by the Packers. You keep waiting for them to do a little bit more. Gives the Broncos their second win of the season. Mm. It's, it's not a great way to finish it, but it's the one that happened. 
So, Bummer. Let's hope that the 49ers Viking game is at least a little bit competitive. So we don't have to end the week on such a flat note. Meh. That's Meh. funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Can't win a ball. All right, Kat. So we've we've done all the games. We've done the win loss. What else did you see around the grounds? Take us around the grounds. You got anything for me? Did you pick up anything? I did pick up something this week. It's not necessarily news or it's not new, but it was new to me. So I wanted to bring it to your attention in case you didn't know. So I know a lot of fantasy owners out there and likely Seahawks fans are pretty disappointed with Tyler Lockett's lack of production. And from finding this out, I think I know why. It's because he has a second job. He's second appa- job? Yeah. He's apparently a real estate agent. Oh, those dirty real estate agents. <laughs> those dirty can't, real estate can't trust agents. Them. Can't trust them. <laughs> so he went and did his real estate exam in the off-season a year or so back. In the clip, he says he studied for 90 hours, which is hilarious because I know yours and mine, homie, our real estate agent license just came in the mail one day. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly it. just too busy making deals to be scoring touchdowns. We know once that elusive commission start getting in front of you, Cad, you know, it's a hard life for Forget it. all else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure NFL would pay better than a real estate agent. Well, America, apparently he's now becoming the agent for the Seahawks. So he's making multiple listings in like property dealings with them or like houses from teams. What, for the, for the lads? It's yeah, just for like, the boys, I think. Boys I think he's doing I good you, insider training. I got, your, I got your condo down, down Miami. Yeah. When we go down there, we'll just we'll lock up there. It's like, no okay. yeah, got an open home. We can stay there all week. Oh, disposable income. What a great... How good is that? Oh, that's clever. That's real clever. I like this. I like this. Maybe we should get into this, Cat. you know? Uh, Property? Uh, yeah. No, no. No. It's <laughs> we're what we're trying to get out of. No, we're going to get drafted at the NFL. Then we've got to <laughs> make connections, friends, and then we'll... We'll get a, We'll tell them we've got a property degree, and then we'll start selling them property. Yeah, property degree it. might be a stretch. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So, uh, if you need a house, though, call Tyler Lockett on four two five two eight five three two hundred. We're talking about surprise little things outside of um, the general sport. Did you see the pick six in the Jags game? Now, did you? I don't. I can't pronounce this. This is going to be horrible. Um, Olukin? 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 Yeah, yeah. Olukin? Sure. Apparently that boy went to Yale. He's the yeah. smartest guy, smartest guy in the genius. NFL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had a big game. He had a massive game. deception, monster game. Massive game. But he's, uh, if you've got time, it's on that NFL films. Like he's he's actually quite a, well, he's an intellect. He's a very smart boy, but he's he's not your regular muscle man from the that you expected the big boys, is he? So... You think, think you'd they're... know better for getting into the NFL and getting some head knocks. You know, you, you might forget. Who's <laughs> probably? Yeah, he's probably doing a uh, what's it? What's it? What are you doing? Um, field field research, a case study. Case study. That's it. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. he's embedded himself in the NFL to do some case studies. So he's secretly uh, monitoring the boys over their their ten. What it's year like career. to feel multiple concussions in a week. I think that's, that's going to go a... well. I think that's the thing about the NFL. There's so many stories, and we'll probably we should try and highlight some as we can and along the time as well because they're all got complex lives, mm. families. There's so much to they, and because there's such big lists, you just there's so much happening across the NFL that you're just not aware of. Like, yeah, there's some there's incredible stories, and like the, the locket thing just made me kind of laugh because it's like you and I are doing this podcast, so maybe we don't one day have to be in property. <laughs> But yeah. he's doing it while he's already got his dream career. Uh, and uh, but like you know, I saw one on the McCaffrey family, like Christians, one of I think three or four siblings, all of them are like college um leading athletes in their prime or even further in pro sports. Like there's some dynasties around the league too, and, and dad was telling me about how he's watching all of the commentators you know, we used to be players back in his day, all their kids or grandkids or whatever are coming through college now and starting to compete with each other. And one of them, of course, is uh, one of the Mannings. 
is coming through. Ooh, the, another one. It's it's Cooper, the the brother of Peyton and Eli, but his uh, his son is coming through college right now, and we'll see him. You know, well, Hay- Hayden H- Hayden Hutchinson, he's a family as well. Like he's a big, they're a big NFL family too. I think, aren't they? Yeah, okay. Um, I'm not too sure on him. May have been yeah. in that hard knocks. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. I've been wanting to do like the. Um, to see if they've got a like the a father son version like the AFL are being like because oh, like you, know, you you have preference to a club right yeah because Joe like Joe Porter Jr. he's at the Steelers yeah. and it's like Sante Samuel as well yeah and I was like oh is there a thing or is it an, an underwritten like a like is there a genuine father son but I haven't seen anything yet but I'll I'll start to I'll do my research and come back if I find something all right homie I think that's all I saw around the grounds the last one for me was probably. Uh, London Drakes touchdown. Drake attempt. London. Drake London. <laughs> Who did I say? London Drake. <laughs> ah, yeah, that, that's his music name. Uh, that, sorry, that's it. That's his real estate name. That's his real estate name. <laughs> um, did you see his touchdown attempt when he no. nearly snapped his neck? Oh Ooh. no! Was, what, what happened here? I uh, jump on the socials. I've I've stuck it up there, Cad. It's um, he's gone for the he's gone for the corner, and basically. It was a big debate, fumble, score, or out of bounds. Anyway, mm. they, they probably replayed this for good old five minutes, but little all I could keep watching was his neck just crunching into the grave as he's basically gone 180 degrees and just head diven into the ground. But that was the one I caught today, so check it out. I can say there were a lot of, lot of calls I was pretty questionable on this week. Oh. Which I don't generally oh. like to slam the refs, but I just thought, that's interesting. Like, you got to take the call as it is, but yeah, there were some the, interesting calls. I think, the main, I think the main crews might have had their buy as well, because it was just a bit all <laughs> over the shop. So, yeah, there was a bit. You sort of, like, double take a lot of calls. and you're like, mm. but, uh, It's all right. Good to feed the narrative. It's scripted. We all know it. <laughs> yeah, it's rigged, I tell you. It's rigged. rigged. Well, we'll continue. Let us know what the rig is. <laughs> <laughs> Let us in. Let us in. <laughs> well, we'll continue letting you know everything that's happening in the script later on this week when we preview week eight. But for now, homie, I think we wrap up this show. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt. Thanks, Kat. It's been great. Thanks, mate. Excited for another big week. Yeah, and it didn't take me four attempts to get that. An outro, so, Nella. We'll just uh, pretend that, that went really yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Just get it. One, thanks. All right, mate. We're all good there. <laughs> all right. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye. bye. bye, bye. bye, bye. bye now.